Well, it's Artax and the Beef, here to brighten up your week. While they may not get it right, still the show is kind of tight. So sit back and listen in. Welcome everybody to Artax and the Beef tour the Marvel Universe. I'm Artax. And I'm the Beef. And we're joined today by the universe. I mean, uh, by special guest Hillary. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, that's so nice. Hillary, very special guest Hillary. Yes, yes. Sorry, a little name slip up there. It's all right. Very excited. It's my first time on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just don't want to be too casual. No, I appreciate yeah. the formality. <laughs> so, your first time on the show, I want to give you a quick rundown of what we're doing here. Yes. We, Artax and I, mm-hmm. are touring the Marvel Universe. I see. Now, what exactly does that mean? Yes. That means that we are in release order watching every film in the Marvel canon from Iron Man 1. All the way up to Captain Marvel in preparation for the release of Avengers 4 and Game. What about the Fantastic Four? The Fantastic Four? Not in this camera. Great question. Okay, I understand. How many have you done? We've done 13 of them so far. Wow. Wow, you are one of the best guests. (laughs) The only guest we've ever had. The best. I've done a lot of homework. I'm, you know... I've been listening for a long time here and there. Um, you guys do great work. So I'm just oh, wow. Thank so you. excited that to be so a part That means so much. I couldn't agree more. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so today we're going to be watching another sequel. We'll be watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has seen this movie? I have. For those of you on the Patreon, you will see me raising Raising my hand. your hand. I nodded. <laughs> yes. You, you did nod. <laughs> yeah. I have seen it as well. Yep. Special guest Hillary, have you seen this one? I'm trying to remember whether or not I've seen it. I feel like I've seen parts of it, but not the entire thing. I'm very familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy, which is mm-hmm. why it's hard for me to be like, did I see the second one or just bits and pieces of it? So I don't think I've seen the entire thing. Okay. Well, I think you're in for a movie today. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, when you say movie, do you mean flick or film? I don't necessarily mean flick. Yeah. Um, I think we're in film territory today. Okay. You know what's funny about that, just as a quick aside? When you call something a film, a lot of times it means it has like... Uh, right. It's <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, Gravitas. Right. Yeah. Like that's something that people study yeah. at yeah. like colleges. It's, it's right? in black and white and yeah, French. Right? It's yeah. four hours long. Well, this is close to that, but you know, it's like, you know, it's got, it's cinema. Right, right. right. <laughs> and I, for those of you listening at home, if you've been along for the entire journey, you already know this. If you're jumping in for the first time, we are so highbrow here uh, on this podcast <laughs> that something like uh, a film that you might uh, observe in a theater right. is, is below, yes. so far below us that we, we use it as a... As a denigrating mm-hmm. title. Yeah. It's flicks all the way. Right. Flicks yes. are bust. <laughs> We're looking for flicks. Yeah. I don't want to see yeah. any films. Yeah. yeah. So, Artax, you have been cutting at this. 
Ever since we were one movie out from yeah. Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy this Volume a, 1. This, this has is, been a long journey yeah. to get here where you yeah. are just really not wanting our expectations yeah. to be high. This has been your Thor 2. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> I think what does it for me is that um, Peter Quill just gets more and more unlikable throughout this. And to a certain extent, he's pretty unlikable in uh, Infinity War. Like, I could have done without the... How, how so? Like, he becomes egotistical? It becomes, like, how is he unlikable? He's less, it's less um, Indiana Jones funny jokes uh-huh. and more him uh, getting more screen time. So you lose the you lose the element of everyone in the first one hates Ronan, mm-hmm. who then they completely forget and all the rest. Yeah. But everyone's, everyone's got their own reason to be going against him. Right. But this movie, it ends up uh, really focused just on Peter Quill. And he's like, he's supposed to be the leader of the team, right? So that, But it's less of an ensemble. Yeah, you don't get... And I mean, everyone's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't get the depth, I think, of the other characters. You get some angsty... So, for the movie, you've got Peter Quill, Star-Lord... Meets right? you. I don't call him Star Lord because I don't, don't think like he's him. earned that moniker. Yeah. So was it self given? I believe so. I mean, <laughs> there's another name you might know him by. Is Chris it Chris Pratt? Pratt? <laughs> <laughs> so he meets his dad, right? If you remember from the first right? one, his mom tells him that he's from the stars, mm-hmm. gets picked up by the whistle dagger guy, and <laughs> You know, so now he meets his dad, and it's very much like, oh, I've got to go through all of my teenage angst and then some early 20s finding myself nonsense Mm. because now I have this new perspective on my own origin, which is okay. It's disappointing because the first one had built up so many great characters, so a lot of times when you have that, you think like when the sequel comes out that they've listened to kind of audience feedback. Yeah, people yeah. loved Rocket, people loved Groot and that whole idea. Right. And the, so you think, oh, that means they're going to give them maybe a little bit more screen time, a little bit more backstory on that, and you're saying that's not the case. You get a little more Gamora backstory, oh, or you yeah, get a Nebula backstory. Nebula yeah, backstory. Gamora, I mean the 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 Love interest is is doubled down upon between. Yeah, and those I think two. they had to set that up for Infinity War. Right. I mean, it was already there, though. I don't know yeah. that we'd have yeah. to spend more, more time. time. That's this movie, this film, feels <laughs> feels very long. It's gonna feel very long. I think we're working at like two oh five, two hours, so five minutes. Maybe it really yeah. is a film. You know, it's four hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I, and people analyze it for credit. So I, I, <laughs> I was not as. You've done some convincing for the beef. Um, yeah. Who is not a pushover? <laughs> uh, about like, ah, oh, man, I forgot about this not being as good as it is. But there are some redeeming things, right? Yeah. Shoot, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Right. Very handsome man. Uh, uh, the soundtrack again just yeah. comes with. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some heavy hitters. Opening track, Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a lovely wife you would be. Wow. What and you know, kudos to the writers for thinking ahead to this point in the film to name his mom Brandy, so that they could play this while you have the. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The when you get to know people real quick exposition exposition, 
the exposition of, of mom and dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mama and Papa, Star-Lord. Yeah, you definitely have a really solid soundtrack. Yeah. I will not say anything negative about the music. Yeah, you've got... Uh, you've And you, you still get the whole Guardians crew. Sure. Um, you have good good uh, closure, reconciliation of the relationship between... Uh, Whistledagger and Star Lord. What's his name? Oh, it's Whistledagger. Yondu. Yondu. Oh. Right, which is good. I think, I think there's there's good. Whistledagger's better. <laughs> Whistle- even though it's like a crossbow bolt. Yeah. Whatever. Still. Whistlebolt. Awesome weapon. That's a detail. Yeah. Uh, countless hours of analysis by the beef. There's no tonal recognition. Like, there's no consistency in what he's whistling <laughs> and what he's doing. So, just, you know, major. Loophole there, as far as I'm concerned. But well, we also have talking plants. But sure, yeah, yeah that's the yeah. Is... <laughs> good, good call out there. Does anybody recall? Uh, there was a big dust up on Twitter about Groot and New Groot or Baby Groot. Is yeah. it the same Groot? Do we? Do you remember this? Like, is it still Vin Diesel? No, no, no. It's still like Vin the Diesel, but no. Being the no same? Yeah, like there's. I thought it was. I thought it was like a regeneration of the same. Same. Uh, that was if, what I thought. If his, if his species reproduces asexually through some type of budding, essentially you would you could graft another group well, onto him, right? Here's the thing, him, though. Right? It started at the end of the first film, so it's just the carryover of that yes, same but, thing. But the, the argument in the, on, is this the, on the line was, is that Groot or New Groot? I see. If Son I, of Groot. If I yeah, am yeah, a yeah, sailor... Yeah. And I have a ship, and in one storm, the mast breaks, and I have to replace the mast. And then in another storm, the hull breaks, and I have to replace the hull. Mm-hmm. Is that the same ship? If every seven years, your body regenerates <laughs> new cells, are you the same person you were seven years ago? You know, maybe there'll be some clues in the we will moving picture to help us figure yes. this out. All right, we're almost at the halfway point here. We gotta talk about Stan. We gotta talk about Stan. I have no idea. Um, I would like him to say I am Stan at some point, though. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Wow. Big request. We're gonna swing for the fences because this is my first time on the podcast, and you know, I feel like I'm just gonna go for it. I don't know if I'll be back, so it's <laughs> gonna go for it. Yeah. Uh, so there is. I'm thinking Stan. So Yondu is thrown out of whatever biker gang that he's in at some point during From this. From Sly Stallone. Oh, yes. <laughs> God. Maybe this is... Uh, uh, you know, I'm I... watching to make sure this isn't a flick. Okay. But I think that, you know, they're are they back in Nowhere or some other, you know, they like, hangout? Nowhere or some, something I'm, similar. Do they go to the Hawkeye family farm? <laughs> no, it no, would be great if they did. Uh, so I'm going to say Stan's in Nowhere and, you know, there's... I'm gonna go with the cantina scene. There, you know, there's maybe a a, a, a stantina scene. scene. Nicely done. <laughs> Thank you. There's maybe a shoving match in there, and somebody like knocks him off of his bar stool. Yeah, right. I think I think cantina scene. I'm sorry, we're calling it by its true name, yeah. which is a stantina scene, scene. Is yeah. a good bet. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the only other possibility, maybe in the very start of the movie when we have the mom and dad mm-hmm. exposition 1970s yeah so maybe he's mm. there i don't i think it's going to be the nowhere stantina type scene okay um but just to hedge my bets it's in the first 95% <laughs> of the movie oh, boo this man oh. we got to 
make some qualifiers yeah. on how this damn prediction yeah. works. Mm. Well, maybe next some time. Of us are and, <laughs> and we're out of time for the first half. Oh, just fast. like that, we've gotta we gotta we gotta wrap it up here. Oh. Um, final thoughts. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Let's go watch. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, It's important for you who are listening to know that we don't podcast with our minds. We podcast with our hearts. And we're back! And we're back! Thank you for that, Artax. Uh, I podcast with my mind. Yeah. The beef beef does, too. The beef does not have a heart Mm. with which to podcast. For those of you who are not enjoying this, that would explain why. (laughs) I'll just have to podcast with my heart for the both of you. Okay, well... Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get things kicked off with our six infinity points. Take it away, the beef. Six infinity points this week for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 brought to you by the beef. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth 70s jam style. The movie opens in 1980 in Missouri where a great-haired Kurt Russell, a.k.a. Ego plants a little shop of horrors plant on the earth and then makes out with Star-Lord's mom. Cut to the home base of the Sovereign, where the Guardians are fighting a Cthulhu-ish looking monster uh, while Mr. Blue Sky plays. Great song. Uh, And Groot dances in the foreground. To no surprise, they win. Rocket steals some batteries. And they skip through a minefield and crash land on another planet. Star-Lord's dad... Kurt Russell from scene one shows up uh, and brings the Guardians back to his planet, which is also him, in fact. And we watch a movie about Quill's conception, and life's pretty good. Him and Kurt Russell have a catch. (laughs) Whistledagger uh, kidnaps Rocket and Groot, uh, but then gets mutinied, and then Rocket and Groot and Whistledagger, uh, also known as WD from here on out, uh, unmutiny themselves and then head for Kurt Russell slash Kurt Russell's planet um, and to save Quill and the other Guardians. Infinity point number five. Kurt Russell explains his greater expansion plan, coming to a planet near you, and <laughs> drops that he killed Quill's mom by putting a tumor in her brain. Everything goes south from there. Quill shoots Ego uh, in the face, but that really doesn't do anything because he's a planet and a god and his dad. Uh, Ego then activates all of his little shop of horror spores. Guardians fight Ego. There's some back and forth, but ultimately the Guardians win. To get off of Ego slash the planet slash Kurt Russell, Yondu rocket packs himself out of there with Quill in his arms, gives Quill the deal, sacrifices himself, and gets his Viking slash biker funeral. All right. Very nice book report. I like it. Thank you. Yes. That was very nice. 
Yeah, so... Brought to you by The Beef, sponsored by Omaha Steaks. <laughs> and Goop. It's the strangest <laughs> brand partnership really in the history of crossovers. Still works. Well, Goop makes a fantastic selection of marinades that mm. also double as moisturizers. Mm-hmm. Well, what's great about this movie is that we heard I Am Goop throughout, <laughs> so that was a nice product Ooh. placement for them. So really... that's, this is why fans of the podcast we recommend watch with subtitles. That's right. It's actually I Am Groot. Oh. Mm. Well. You missed that one. Can't win them all. Yeah. Well, and neither can James Gunn. Oh. Yeah. True. I think he won about half of this. Yeah. Yeah, this is close. If you cut out the <laughs> scenes with that are just Kurt Russell and Chris Pratt, like yeah. their one-on-one scenes, mm-hmm. this is a flick. The... Mm-hmm. The Yondu rocket uh, storyline, like the whole mutiny storyline, fantastic, Agreed. funny, enjoyable, uh, you know, right action, great music, mm-hmm. all that's great. It's the it's when this thing just like hits quicksand whenever Kurt Russell and Ego and Star Lord are talking to each other. Yeah, right. it's a bit heavy handed with like trying to force the plot of this father-son relationship and it's a bit too much and you already have a decent plot going on you already have some great scenes and it it wasn't as needed to drive the movie absolutely and Mm -hmm. the scene when they play catch with the ball of energy created out of kurt russell it was come on yeah it's like finger painting in your dad's blood (laughs) (laughs) just I believe uh, the beef commented potentially the worst scene in cinema history. Yeah, and it, yeah, it, really here's bad. the other thing that I think it didn't do, which it does such a great job, is it this this movie offset? I don't know if we franchise makes fun of itself, mm-hmm. which is why it's endearing. We got these heartfelt scenes, and there was no humor in them, and so you're like, are we are we taking this seriously? Like right. it was a weird mismatch for the audience to be like oh and now we're serious yeah the the catch scene would have been a great setup for something spoofy or goofy right Right. which guardians does throughout the entire thing right we have this great shot of all the guardians after the fight and all of a sudden incoming mantis gets hit in the head right yeah they're all standing around triumphant music playing exactly and mantis just gets knocked over it's what you expect and then when then that doesn't happen there's this sense of like Oh, we were supposed to feel real things. So my question really goes to whomever is James Gunn's father. I blame you (laughs) for the underperformance of this film. Why didn't you Mm -hmm. play catch with your son? Yeah. Right. Mr. Gunn. Yeah. We learned a lot about James (laughs) Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, what had you forgotten from the first time that you watched this? So, in the post-credits, of which there were a ton. Yeah, yeah several. Five different um, post-credits scenes. Yes. I don't think I watched the post-credits thoroughly enough the first time around, because there's the whole scene with uh, Golden Face, who is... <laughs> Golden Face McHottie is her full name. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Who is, it, the is beef's making... love interest. <laughs> yeah. One of. I mean, there are several in this film. <laughs> well, she's created this new villain birthing Mm -hmm. pod yeah and it's uh adam she says who's probably going to be adam warlock who has a major role to play with the soul stone later on so there's like a a scene that potentially has big ramifications Mm -hmm. in the final movie that we're going to go see 
and it gets like 10 seconds. Yeah. I mean, they could go a different uh, way entirely, but... the five post-credit scenes, yes. the last one as well, which is probably another reason people probably missed it. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, we already we already got what we came yeah. for. Yeah, we already saw Drax hit by the arrow. Right, we um, already saw the second Stan cameo. And then we see, uh, you know, Star-Lord yelling at Groot to clean his mm-hmm. room. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Very domestic. We got a David Hasselhoff song in there. Oh, yep. right, the Hoff. Yeah, and by that point, we were like, oh, we got it. Yep. Right. Yeah, so that's it. That's exciting. As we, you know, this is firmly in the third phase of the movies, and everything is gearing towards the climax, and you know, the eventual Daniel Mew of you know the whole series. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's back up for a yeah. second. Yeah, the Daniel the, Mew. The, yeah. the what? Daniel Mew. Like, you go, like, you know, oh, you have the instigating event, the, you know... Inciting the, the, incident. Yep. And then the climax, <laughs> uh-huh. my favorite The part. rising action, the, the falling action, sure. and the yep. Daniel Mew. The Daniel yeah. Mew. Yeah, or Daniel Ma. Yes. Yeah, that's coup d'etat. <laughs> so, Stan... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Stan, not anywhere near where we thought he would be. But he wasn't the first 95% of the movie. Oh, so. okay. Yes, minus one point. <laughs> yeah, that's a negative for yeah. you. But number one, he I, he did something that I was actually wondering about prior to seeing him yep. in this cameo was, was there any continuity between his cameos? And he actually was talking about the last time you saw me, I was a FedEx in, you know... Right, so he's uh, talking about man. cameos. Yeah. Right, which is when, of course, he delivered yeah. to Tony Stank. Yes. Um, and he's talking with the Watcher. Yes, yeah. that's. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say the the uh, the, the watchers are the people that he's talked to. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's good points stuff. for both of us. I don't think you were gonna say that. I was gonna ask if they were. <laughs> Do we think this holds up? I mean, it's only a couple years old, but yeah, it's 2017. I'd listen to a soundtrack on repeat. Sure. In my separate, coffee. Yeah. Separate Music of for the sure. Soundtrack yeah. though. If we're talking about the greater place in the MCU. I think the only real, the important thing that we get is maybe a little bit more of the Gamora-Star-Lord relationship, mm-hmm. which yeah. justifies him not saving the universe because he's mad. And then we also see a little foreshadowing where she's thrown off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And also the continuation of the <clears throat> Nebula Gamora relationship, yeah, right. and which I think is actually a plays, better a better storyline. Plays significantly right. into the Infinity exactly. War. Exactly, you got to have that because yeah. And we know that Nebula is going off to try and kill Thanos. Yep. So mm-hmm. she's right, right into where she needs to be. For really, we could have had the War. movie with just all of those things, and it yeah. would have been a solid film unto itself. Yeah. Because that's what's part of the greater greater Marvel universe. We don't really necessarily need Peter Quill and the dad. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's that's the part that really gets it. Like, I don't know what the mindset of the audience is going into this. No one really wanted. I, yeah, okay, his dad's an alien. Like, got it. He could have been a villain or just some guy that's dead in a dish somewhere. Like, I don't think we needed this sort of yeah no. exposition, as I always say about. <laughs> What's going on with you know Quill's bloodline? Right, right. Everything is like that. Was just like God. This is like an unnecessary main entree to get all these really good side dishes. Oh, and there's the whole thing with his dad in the comics. It's not ego. I mean, maybe in some of the comics it yeah. is. There's there's so many different iterations. Yeah, right. The comics I read, he's like a uh, 
base king of a whole empire. <laughs> Hence the star lord. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be... His name's you know. like Jason or something. It's, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> you really, know, Jason the, the space yeah, king. Yeah, Jason the space king. Classic. What a great comic book. Not, yeah, not yeah. a planet. Yeah, the interns were writing that. Yeah, one. right? They're like, no, no, it's, uh, his name is Kevin, the uh, galaxy... Uh, right, yeah, boss. something, something boss. like something like Space King, but not as lame. Yeah, you guys all cool with Space King? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Write it down. We'll uh, put yeah. something in later. So I, th- I think that in the in the greater story arc, greater Marvel universe, it has very important, uh, you know, elements. It's just though all of those elements are are adjacent or tertiary to the main story of this, which is not that good. Right. Yeah. So it's a. I mean, it's a. It's a film, unfortunately, because the, the you know the main vein just isn't that good. Yeah. Switching topics. Uh, we talked about whether or not the new iteration of Baby Groot was uh, yeah. Groot. Oh right. Right. And uh, we did a little research and found out definitively that Baby Groot is not Groot, and that Groot, as we knew him in the first film, is dead. Dead. And that. Apparently, Baby Groot is that Groot's son. Yes. However, I would argue that I, it's a clone. Right, because we, we've heard this argument several times from you. Well, yeah, not everyone else got to hear me well, lecturing about Well, they're lucky. Yeah. They're lucky. Good congratulations. Where's, you haven't heard if it's, it, this for theory. For it to be a son, okay. which maybe goes into James Gunn hating his father kind of thing that yeah, is going what, out that through is, this whole movie. That is now obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, For those of you viewing this podcast, the beef and I are rolling our <laughs> eyes. I just want to know, where's the other genetic material come from? Help me understand how the Groot's procreation into baby Groot is different than an apple tree into another apple. Because there is flowers on both trees and bees pollinate between those trees. So you get the mixing of the genetic material between two apple trees. So Whereas I, if I just snap off a piece of Groot and know, grow a new Groot, that's a clone. No, no so here's the thing. We did not watch the letterbox director's cut of volume one, so you don't see off screen is... <laughs> there's someone, there's another lady Groot. There's a lady Groot, and there are bees <clears throat> everywhere. <laughs> I mean, there was like a bunch of flowers that happened with the Groot when he turned into that ball that saved everyone when Groot died. So maybe the pollination happened then. But I you're guess- also I assuming also that wanna... the genetic makeup and like reconstruction of Groot is one that is duplicative, like ours. That's like, what way I wanted... to take a you-centric right? view of the <laughs> right? of way the to be galaxy. A, a human-centric view. Yeah. Not human. I'm talking about trees here. Uh, Earth-centric, <laughs> at least. Yeah, yeah. Geocentric, yeah. sure. Yeah, right. wow. okay, I am a fine. geocentrist. I'm, yeah. I apologize to because our that's future the thing Martian I was... overlords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Our benevolent Mar- Martian <laughs> overlords. Yeah. I, for one, welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten so far away from us that I want it to end. Okay, so... <laughs> next up. Next up is Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay, is this where we meet Black Panther? That is, there's high potential for that. It's likely it's likely there. Uh, I know get, that's an old standby for you, so I just get, want that um, to finally happen. We get <laughs> for me for you for me the, for the beef for the beef. We get a little crossover where uh, instead of pollination crossover. No, this oh, is a yeah. universal crossover where we get uh, we get a DC hero who becomes the villain. 
when oh. we have Michael Keaton play the Vulture. I was about to say nice. the Batman. Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, the Batman plays the Vulture in oh. this one. Mm. You sure you're not thinking of Birdman? You know what? It's a that's a third universe where also Birdman. Yeah. A lot of fly. Not like not like Harvey Birdman, but like no. the Michael yeah, yeah. Keaton Birdman. Yes, that version. Which was I thought was good, not great. Yeah, it was interesting. It was almost like one long shot. Yeah, I think that's like that's that was the whole thing. You're just like, okay, I get it. Like, oh, one long shot. And you can actually listen to our ten and ten on the Birdman. In about ten years, when yes. we get to making it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, so we got that coming. Uh, Beef's never seen it, so get ready for some real hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be good. Uh, Spider-Man always, always delivers. Really? <laughs> Except for... <laughs> when he doesn't. Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3 and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, um, so, so... It's delivered twice, maybe. Yeah. And may, I didn't see Into the Spider-Verse, but I heard good things. It won an Oscar. It won an Oscar. So, it won an Oscar? For yeah. what? Animated feature. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it a cartoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, for comic book guys... We're really good at this. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. yeah, I know. We kind of like makes you look at all comic book guys differently. Like, <laughs> are those guys even comic book guys? Is what you're saying. I was just going to leave the ellipses there hanging in the air. Hanging in the air, much like Spider-Man from a web. All right, everybody, I think that's going to do it for us. (laughs) Toodles!